0: Good morning and welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women who are making Coastal Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. I hope you're having a great day today, and thank you for listening on 103.1 or, or Facebook or YouTube or your favorite podcast. We really appreciate you taking time to celebrate Coastal Mississippi with us every single day, Monday through Friday, here on Super Talk 103.1. So, uh, Kyle, why don't you join me for a second? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing really well. Look, we, you, and I did this show last week with representatives from Ducks Unlimited and the Nature Conservancy to talk about this bill that's up in, uh, the, uh up in the legislature now that they're talking about that's going to allow us to 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 establish a fund that would a trust fund that would ultimately give us the ability to go get federal money. And uh, I was in South Florida this, the last few days, as you well know, with, with my two sons and some friends celebrating my son's 30th birthday. And, you know, it was great down there. Too many people and the fish is not as good. It's great to come back here. You know, when you combine that experience of sort of leaving after I did that show last week and then coming back here and and you, you just get a great appreciation for the outdoors here in coastal Mississippi. We, we have some amazing natural resources here don't we? Yeah. I mean, you want to compare it to everywhere else, like a Florida or something like that. The views, ah, they're comparable. You know, you take away the skyscrapers and the skyline in some places, but like you said, the fishing's better here. The hunting's better here. The overall outdoor experience here is better. Um, why would you want to really want to see that? I like that. See, I, I'm, what I'm, for the radio audience, I'm showing a picture I took this morning of the sun rising on Biloxi Bay. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, man, Rick Carter and Terry Green, and I spent some time together. As you know, the first week I started the show a year ago, and we had this conversation about, have you seen better sunsets or sunrises anywhere in the world that you see here in coastal Mississippi? I yeah. mean, it's it's special. Yeah, it is. Home sweet home. That's right. <laughs> Anyway, Cal, yeah, it's a. I hope that they can get this bill through because it's going to really help help Mississippi. And uh, there's some, you know, some. I don't get. There's a little resistance to it, which I'm really surprised by because you, you look know, at the. Go ahead. The thing that gets me is it makes perfect logical sense. And with that being said, there's a chance that it won't happen. I know. Well, Gal and I talked about it this morning. There's always something going on behind the scenes. We never really understand some of these things, but man, this is a slam dunk for the state and if they don't pass it, we're going to miss out on tens of millions of dollars that other states are getting now. Cause we're only one or two states in the Southeast that don't have that. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Anyway, thanks buddy. Yep. Uh, we, we're going to move on. I want to share a couple of things with you before we go to our guest today. First from a really good friend of mine, I've, I've actually shared some of her, some of her quotes before. This is from Deborah Harrison. She's from, originally from the coast. She lives up in North Mississippi now. She's got such a cool view toward life. But here's what she said. Life is like a book. Some chapters are sad, some are happy, and some are, exci- and some are exciting. But if you never turn the page, you never know what the next chapter has in store for you. Uh, she posted that. I, I'm not exactly sure who it's attributed to, but Deborah, thank you for sharing that. And one other thing that Deborah posted, she said this about her philosophy. The best project you'll ever work on is you. I, again, you know, it's kind of in this fitting theme of coast view. And then there one last one in uh, that goes along with that theme from Albert Einstein. And he said this, the one who follows the crowd will usually get no further than the crowd. The one who walks alone is likely to find himself in places. No one has ever been. That was Albert Einstein. And incidentally, my friend, uh, Stacy Waldrop, who I could, Comment or quote all the time here on Coast View, one of the most positive people I know. Her ver- birthday was the last couple of days. So I just wanted to say to Stacey Waldrop, happy birthday, happy belated birthday. With all that said, we're going to move on to today's show. And there's a cool connection here. So let me start with this. We're lucky in coastal Mississippi, as I've said so many times before, because we have these bookends. Ingalls on one side, Stennis Space Center on the other Incredible military presence here in coastal Mississippi. We've got tourism, the gaming industry, some of the most beautiful views in the world that I just mentioned. Um, but speaking of Ingalls specifically, um, they built, among other ships, the USS Tripoli, which is what is called an LHA 7. It's an American class amphibious assault ship. Uh, they built it for the U.S. Navy. They actually they actually christened that ship in 2017, right there in Ingalls. And Ray Mavis is the former governor of Mississippi, the former Navy secretary. His wife, uh, Lynn, uh, is the one who actually was the uh, sponsor of that christening ceremony. Well, let's kind of fast forward a little bit. In the early part of the pandemic, uh, at least nine sailors, may have been more, we'll find out a little bit more about that from our guests today, uh, tested positive for COVID. And what that meant is that while the ship was docked in Pascagoula, that over 600 or about 630 uh, sailors were going to have to be moved off the ship as, a, as the Wall Street Journal reported uh, for pre- preventive measures so, so they could sort of keep the the outbreak of COVID on the ship down as much as possible. Um, Wall Street Journal said about a couple of dozen sailors ended up getting it, but, boy, it was a miraculous effort to quarantine those guys. Uh, okay, so since September of last year, tripoli uss tripoli is now at their home port in san diego now there's a great intersection with that story and our guest today our guest today is uh someone who has 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 made a tremendous tremendous uh contribution not only to that story but she she also works at the cv base in uh, in gutport she's the general manager of the navy gateway inns and suites and she recently won a navy-wide award, uh, somewhat related to that Tripoli story, but we'll we'll talk more about that in just a second. Let me introduce you to Katie Brockway, and uh, she's coming in live today from the CB base. How how you doing, Katie?
1: I'm good. How are you? I'm
0: I'm doing great too. I'm doing great too. But hey, we're gonna come back to the story of the Tripoli and how you get y'all's pass crossed here in just a second. Well, let's talk a little bit about you and, uh, you know, where you're from and what you do and all that. We've got a couple of segments that's been together. So um, you were telling me before we went on the air that you're from a, a a town, a small town that's off the coast of Washington State up in up in the uh, the northwest. Tell me about that.
1: So we moved up there when I was about three so we my dad got stationed at nas Whidbey and we i lived there up until i graduated high school and then i moved down here for college so i definitely miss the northwest it's a completely different world than down here in mississippi but and it has all of its own beautiful features and it, it was just it was a great time and growing up on the island we had a very small community and so, and I still talk to people from high school, and we—I still know people who live up there. So when I do get a chance to go back up there, it gives me a chance to go see those friends and family up who still live up there.
0: I I, I love it up there, as I mentioned. I, I spent some time at San Juan, but the San Juan Islands off the coast of Washington. For people who don't know where those are, and uh, you know, went to went to Mount St Helens, and went over to you know, went to Glacier National Park, and or uh, not not Glacier National Park, excuse me that's right isn't it glacier national park no anyway which one olympic yeah (laughs) i i honestly don't remember the name of the national park we went to it's just my mind was totally blank but there's so much to see there and it's so as you say it's beautiful absolutely beautiful (laughs) uh we took that long ferry ride to the to the san juan islands and I'll never forget. It was just, it was absolutely incredible. What a beautiful place to be, but coast of Mississippi is a cool place to be too, isn't it?
1: It is. It's a really beautiful place to be down here.
0: So, you know, what's cool about it. There's so many people who are in the military, who've been all over the world and they're from other places in, in the United States. When they come here, they, they fall in love and they end up staying here, you know, whether they retire here or, or whether they, you know, they just kind of run their run their uh, tour duty for the military, and they end up staying here as well. But you know, the the impact of the military here in custom Mississippi is extremely significant. So tell me, what what do you do? What what's your what's your your chore these days?
1: So I am now the general manager over at Navy Gateway and Suites. So my day kind of entails of working with different department heads to see where they're at within certain projects or what tasks they're working on. I work with region to put out new guidances when those come out. I'm working, we're working on projects for like little renovation projects at this point. And it's just, it's kind of working with the base community and seeing what we can do to help other departments and other facilities. And it's just, it's, it's kind of a day to day. There's something different every day. And which is exciting to me because I'm constantly learning and constantly getting to try out new different tasks.
0: So again, you, you want a Navy water and We're going to, I want to get into that and you know your motivations and why you're so good at what you do. Cause you're, you're obviously have kind of mastered your role. But before we do that, How did you get into that line of work?
1: So when I graduated from USM up in Hattiesburg, I
0: went decided to go so uh, we're actually coming to the end of the break katie so why don't we do this we'll come back after this break and we'll start with when you graduated from usm and we'll kind of take it from there but this is uh, katie brockway she's the general manager of the navy gateway inns and suites and just recently won a navy uh, actually a navy wide employee of the year award we'll see you after this break
1: live or on demand and watch episodes of coast view on your laptop desktop or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com
0: talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live this is coast view with ricky matthews on supertalk mississippi gulf coast 103.1 Welcome back to Coach We have a terrific guest uh, this morning. Her name is Katie Brockway. She's the general manager of the Navy Gateway Inns and Suites. And we have a great story to tell this morning. Incidentally, I checked during the break. When I said Glacier National Park, it just, I knew it was wrong because when we go to Whitefish, Montana, that's where we go. But it was Mount Rainier and Mount St. Helens is where we visited. And uh, man, that, those were, those were just terrific places to come. Mount St. Helens, obviously because of the volcano and hearing that story. And then Mount Rainier, this like vast uh, wildlife area. I mean, it's just incredible. Uh, So anyway, coming back to you, you graduate from USM. And uh, so uh, you you must've been, came here as a result of your, of your family being in the military.
1: So, kind of my mom moved down here the summer before my senior year of high school to work down here and so she said well why don't we just tour a couple colleges let's see what they look like so one of the colleges we toured was USM and so when it came time for me to apply for colleges I applied for USM and a couple schools up in Washington and I got in to all of them. And I ended up deciding to come down here for school because in the long run, I wanted to do something different. I didn't want to just go to college with everyone I went to high school with. I was like, let me go have a different experience. Let me go try somewhere new and see what else this country has to offer.
0: I heard that, that quote from Albert Einstein, the one who walks alone is likely to find himself in places. No one ever has ever been. That that Mm -hmm. rang true to you, didn't
1: it? A little bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, so then what? How did, so tell me about your your journey that took you to where you are today.
1: So once I graduated with USM with my bachelor's degree in marketing, I decided to go straight into my master's program and I did it down here on the coast with USM as well. And so I wanted to get a job to work while I was in school. So I applied to the front desk associate job at Navy Gateway and Suites. And once about... Six, seven months after I graduated with my master's degree, my boss ended up leaving because her husband got stationed elsewhere. So I took the chance and I applied for front desk supervisor and I was lucky to be able to get it. And then about a year and a half later, the general manager job came open and they asked if I'd be acting general manager for a little bit. And I said, absolutely. It's an opportunity. It's a chance to learn. And then the job officially opened and I applied and I was really lucky to be able to get that.
0: <laughs> well, you've been you've been uh, you've been described by your peers and your supervisors as an acclaimed overachiever. You're you're you have a significant a commitment to excellence. And as a result of that, you you were this reward that you got this um, this this um, supervisor of the year award is among 71 Navy installations. Were That's you fair. surprised that you got that?
1: I was. I, I, when I come to work and we have situations such as the Tripoli or other big situations it my brain just sees it as this is part of my job. This is the new challenge of the day. We need to solve it. We need to meet our mission and we need to complete the task. So I didn't see it as, you know, Oh, I'm doing all this extra work to get an award. I saw it as this needed to get done. Someone had to do it. So I was happy to do it. So I was very surprised when I won it. And I was very, it was very humbling and an honor, really.
0: So you get this phone call. We have a challenge. The AAA has COVID. We've got to quarantine them. We need you to help us figure out how to house these guys. And they have to be done. It has to be done in a way where there's social social distancing because we really got to work to, to, to get the contraction of this virus down. What did you do?
1: So the call came in on Easter Sun. Well, the original call came in the Saturday before Easter. And then the official call came in on Easter Sunday and I got dressed and I went to work and we got told, okay, here's how many people are coming. Here's what the plan is. Here's what we need to do. So at the time I was still front desk supervisor. So I worked with my staff and I told them, hey, We need to work on getting these people checked out so we can get these people checked in here's the process we should do and then one of my staff members and i went across the street and we worked with our maintenance department to start putting cots in different rooms so that way we could house multiple people in a room if needed we started to about two o'clock is two somewhere between two and three i believe is when the first bus showed up so once that first bus showed up i made it back over to our front desk and I was there for probably about seven, eight hours just getting all these people checked in. And it was a it was a long day and a crazy day. But it was looking back on it now, it's kind of I don't know if exciting's the word I want to use, but it's it's kind of great to look back on to see how well our team worked and how we were able to meet that accomplishment.
0: So when you think about the USS Tripoli today do you follow them are you just more aware of that particular ship and the relationships you were able to develop through that
1: I don't know if I'd say I'm more aware I do follow it a little bit and kind of check in to see how they're doing I was actually just emailing with one of our POC's who is here during that time and him and I were kind of chatting and catching up and he said it's funny to run into people on the ship who stayed at Navy Gateway and to kind of you know, reminisce on it. And they're like, they're like, how did that even happen? What even was that time when
0: we were there? That's so, that's so interesting. What is, what is, tell me about Navy Gateway. What does it do? What's the mission?
1: So Navy Gateway Inns and Suites is a lodging facility on the Navy base here in Gulfport and 70 other bases as well. Uh, Our mission is to provide quality and affordable lodging and hospitality services, which contribute to mission accomplishment and quality of life for the mobile defense community. And so to put that in simpler or different words, we're basically striving to ensure that we provide these service members with a place that they can, they have a chance to relax. They have a chance to complete their mission needs, get some good sleep, just be able to have a moment to themselves if they need it. And we wanna make sure that we're giving them the proper tools to be able to do that because it's important for them to have a space to relax, so that they can regroup and get back together and be able to go out and complete their mission as well.
0: So you said when you applied to school, college, you got in, got in everywhere you wanted to go. You picked Southern Miss. So you must've, you must've done well in school. I'm always curious about someone like you who's really focused on being the best you can be. When you, when you have spare time, do you, do you read a lot or do you listen to music? What do you do?
1: A majority of my spare time is spent writing. I do a lot of um, creative writing with some friends online. And so that I think that probably helps attribute to that because it's something I can get really passionate about. So it kind of makes my brain work a little bit more. And I'm constantly thinking of different ideas and different character traits and stuff like that. And I do I really do love to read and as weird as it might sound, I think movies kind of help me as well because it helps that creative. I'm a very creative person in the sense that I like coming up with plot ideas and um, different designs. I like to design graphics and work on stuff like that.
0: Wow. That's so interesting. I was, I came from, I was a newspaper publisher and uh, president of a digital media company. So I've been around some really, really good writers in my time, multiple Pulitzer prize winning writers. And, um, you know they're they it's, it's so interesting the way that that a someone who really enjoys to write how their mind works that they, they are typically very creative, you know they can be they can be very organized. Do you have the the thought that you're going to write a book someday? Is that what you're thinking?
1: I've gone back and forth on the idea of, idea of writing a book. I don't think it'll ever actually happen unless I completely dedicate time to it. But most of the stuff I write would be probably closer to like a short story or maybe a short novella. But um, an actual book seems like a big task for today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hear you. But, you know, the way to write a book is one page you know, at a time. You know, before long, you've, you've got something that's really incredible. One of my favorite books that I've ever read is uh, Ernest Hemingway's short stories. And I don't know if you've ever had an opportunity to read it, but it's a, it's a, it's ter- the The short, happy life of Francis McCumber is one of the stories and has some other stories in there that deal with, um, with bullfighting and the Matador and it's just some, it's just super. Um, but it's, it's interesting that you're a writer. Um, what, what do you like to read? Probably
1: more um, like young adults novels. I still haven't quite gotten out of that phase. You know, I love the kind of cheesy, dramatic stories that come with them. Uh, I've been getting into a little bit of horror, like horror novels. I'm trying to read it. It's been one of those books that I've picked up and I've read a few chapters and then I put it down and go read something else. And I come back and forth on it. Um, what's, I just, I started getting into comic books as well. I have one of my best friends is a huge comic book person. And so she, uh, convinced me to start reading them. So I've been starting my own comic book collection and I, finished the runaways earlier this year and now i'm working on the young avengers and hoping to get through a few different marvel series well wow,
0: that's so interesting yeah it's a, i have it i have a, what of course when i was raised uh, growing up the comic book collection was a big deal and reading comic books was a big deal you don't hear it so much anymore although you know the you know with with the success of the comic characters and the on the on the big screen these days it really helps you understand that that the love of the outdoor, excuse me, love of these uh, comic characters, has never really waned. It's only gotten, you know, more prevalent as time went on. But, but anyway, we're we're coming to the end of the segment, Katie. But congratulations on your award. It's terrific to see the kind of dedicated people we have here in coastal Mississippi working at places like Keesler and the CB base and other places. And um, you know to be recognized out of seventy-one people is really quite an honor, and I understand why. I mean, you're you're a creative person. You have a tremendous amount of pride in what you do, and that comes across so wonderfully. And uh, keep up the great work.
1: Well, thank you, sir.
0: It's, it's it's a pleasure to meet you, and have have a great day. Hey, when we come back, we're going to have Craig Ray from Visit Mississippi.
1: Broadcasting safe and sound from the coastal Mississippi studios.
0: This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.